Well, I think we should go home. (laughs) Truly, I believe that. And I know he watches me. Thanks, you. It's a good family reunion. Thanks for coming. We appreciate that. Joanna, thank you. We're honored, Khalo. This is the first Sunday of the year. And when I thought about this message, sometime ago I said, well, I have to get by first and do the wedding. And then, after the wedding, that would be easier. You know what? The wedding was easy, but this is not easy. <laughs> this place is filled with emotion this morning, and may the name of the Lord be glorified further and further. May he come soon. I want to encourage you this morning with few words. And I want to read from Matthew chapter 18, chapter last chapter. Let's open it up. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, excuse me, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe All that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It is only appropriate to start this new year with the right perspective, attitude, and a proper execution. We always set high expectations, and we set high goals. Then at an early stage of the year, we find ourselves incapable of reaching the set levels and goals. Do you agree with that? We make then some adjustments. And so we need to adjust this. We were too aggressive in that. We make, and then the adjustments don't work. Right? Okay. Then we make resolutions. And guess what? We break. And promises we do not keep. We faint in our souls and uh, revise the plan again with disappointed spirits. You know what? Why these things happen? It's because he has the plan and we don't have it. And it is our own plans that fail. The plan is always perfect. The plan is always good. The plan that God gives us is the only plan that works. Before us we find a road map, if you will, please. I want to borrow this from President Bush, you know. He had a road map for the Middle East, but we need a road map. 
And this roadmap for a successful new year in these verses that we read this morning, there is a command with clear instructions from the commander-in-chief. He sets forth the plan with the right directions and the mission for us with clarity, with vision surpassing any other. This mission does not depend, folks, on emotions or feelings. It is not a work to carry on our own and if we feel like it. It's not our convenience that he's after. No, not at all. We are under strict orders to go. We are under strict orders to go. As if to say, it's all yours from now on. Go. And this is the command today. Let us see and study the command in three brief points. First of all, the command is clearly, clearly given with authority. The authority of the command. He said, someone said, because it says, all authority has been given to me. All authority. Someone said, a religion that has no authority is a worthless one. Our marching orders do not come from a human committee or a board of elders or board of deacons or any other body at all. If the church asks you to do it, you may say, well, uh, I don't feel like it. Fine. If the preacher asks you to do it, we have, give so many excuses. Well, I, I don't feel like doing it. If for any reason other churches are doing it, well, let me tell you one thing. Uh, these are other churches and it's not my responsibility. And I don't want to do it. But our Lord's authority is beyond question. He has given this command. Go. And why are we sitting? Let us go. That's what he wants us to do. Go. His authority also is beyond any question. You cannot question his authority. Once he gives the authority, once he gives the command, once he says go, well, we have to say aye, aye, sir. I said it before and I will say it now. God is looking for yes men and women. He's not looking for men and women to question his authority. And this thing that question authority is good for nothing. And those people have it on their bumpers, let them throw it away. You do not question authority. And you know, we have reached such a low place in our nation with our morals and everything else because we are questioning authority. We are under strict orders. And his final words to us, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And this establishes all. Let me ask you a question. A soldier who is given an order by his captain, his general, what does he do? He sits down, smokes a cigar, sits down and says, I don't feel like doing this. Or later on, he'd be court-martialed. But a soldier is given an order, even going to death, 
he will go back and go fight for his country until he dies. If a soldier is doing it for a worldly authority, how should we do it for a heavenly authority? Go. Our responsibility then is to show the world who Jesus is. That's the command. The one who left the glory of heaven and came to live amongst us humans. He lived like a man. As a man. Gave his life a sacrifice for others. Died on the cross of Calvary. Demonstrated the power of God over death and the grave by his glorious resurrection. It is he who says, the authority belongs to me. The buck stops here. How? You may ask, how? Does he have any credentials? Let me tell you. Just look at the record. He came. He lived. He did miracles no one could imitate. The cross was behind him. The grave is empty. You want more credentials than this? Huh? More? Okay, let's, mo- let's go more. The grave is empty. And he's sitting at the right hand of glory. He is God himself. And the resurrection is proof enough that he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's created everything. He upholds everything with his own hands. He lived. He loved. He taught. He served. And he died for the people of all time. He has the full right to say to his church, go make disciples. No one has the credentials to say this except the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his name this morning. That's the first one. We are making time. I assure you, we're going to leave here at three (laughs) o'clock. Second point. Second point. When he gave the disciples a mission, It wasn't a mission impossible. We leave this to Hollywood. But he gave us a mission possible. And he did not give us the chance only to believe, Greg, but he also gave us something to do. Let's look at the scope of the task he wants us to do at the very beginning of this year. He said to preach the word of God. Are we? Church, this is the challenge. We are going to double our number this year, are we? Wow, that's an aggressive one. That's an aggressive one. But I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. So we'll, we can rebuild it altogether. We're, we're known at that. Okay, to, to preach the word of God. Where, where, where? Here only? Yes. Let's start with the neighborhood. Let's start with our families. Let's start with our friends. He said, go to the world. All nations. Okay. No limitations. No limitations on creed, race, tongue, or anything else. We are to go according to the command he gave us. To bring people to know Jesus Christ. To baptize them. To teach them. And then to help them grow and be fruitful. This mission that God has given us is above all, I tell you one thing, it's personal. What I mean by that, let me, let me 
tell you what I mean by this. It is not meant to be done by professionals. Or someone we hire to do the job. Remember that. We don't, get, we don't go and get someone and hire him and say, say we're going to pay you a salary to do this job for me. No. You have a responsibility. You say, but I'm not gifted. Well, can you tell what the Lord has done for you? That's all. You don't need to preach. Can you share your experience? That day when you gave your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's your mission. You don't have to be gifted in any other way. God created and gave many gifts to the church. We don't have to rely on professionals. We don't have to hire someone else. Let me tell you one thing. What did he do? Who did he pick up when he was here? When he went and looked and he found a tax collector, then found some fishermen, and then found unemployed guys, and then found uneducated people. He says, come, I want to make you all fisher of men. No schooling, no theology school, nothing whatsoever. He said, I will mentor you. He took them three years, mentored them, equipped them, and sent them to the world. And when, when they went to the world, what did they do to the world? They turned the world upside down. Oh, where did you go, Peter? Where did you go? What? Show me your credentials. My credentials, I tell you, I can give you one more credential. I denied my Savior. But he looked at me, still loved me and saved me and gave me eternal life. Amen. That's the credential. I mean, what's, the, what's your credential? Tadeus, what's your credential? So and so. I said, hey, I was sitting under a tree doing nothing all day long. I don't know how to read or write. But I have the power of the Holy Spirit that can change the world. That's the mission. Make yourself available for this mission. And it must be done by burdened souls and burdened hearts. You cannot sit and say, well, they can do it. This is what I meant by professionals. Well, Adel can preach. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You can also preach. You can serve the Lord. You can go and live a Christian life. You shall know them by their what? Fruits. You can show the, your fruit to the world. You don't have to do anything but live a Christian. Do you think anybody can live a Christian? So we're all. We don't need, we don't need that profession. Yes, this is our ultimate goal. Christians, a church may have some admirable characteristics. It may be financially secure. Physically attractive. Oh, nice chairs, comfortable place. You sit down. Oh, how nice. Okay. That doesn't win souls to the Lord. We love it here. No, don't get me wrong. It could be perfect in every area. But if it does not reflect the flame and passion for winning souls, the glory of the Lord has departed from it. Are you with me? Yes. All right. Are we going to go this new year? And tell the world that we have a mission and it is possible. The man of God, Adrian Rogers, once said in this regard, The church does, that does not win souls and teach them how to grow as fruitful, effective Christians is not worth the dirt that is built on. Right? Got it? There are millions in the world today groping. Seeking 
and longing for the filling of a spiritual vacuum that can only be filled by the children of God. That is you and me. Let us not forget that we have that responsibility. Let's just look, look across the outside gates and we see. Look around you. You find needy people of all kinds. Problems. Domestic problems. Youth dilemmas. Drug problems. Economic anxieties. Social and cultural chaos. Some of the people we meet daily are perplexed and lost, not knowing which way to go. Have you met someone, how many of someone that after talking to them about 10 minutes, you don't know what they're talking about? They are just philosophers selling nothing. Our mission then is to offer a solution. And that solution is, I'm simple, Jesus Christ. No one else. No other program. No psychology. No psychiatry. No lessons. No go, go to a theology school. It will not offer the solution to the people today that are aching under these different dilemmas. The only solution is the name of Jesus Christ. When Peter met that man at the, at the temple outside, he says, I have no silver. I have no gold. I can only offer you what I have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. What did happen? He rose up and walked. We can call all these people who are paralyzed, spiritually speaking, to rise up and walk in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the solution. Is the mission possible? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. This is why our mission is so important and it's so crucial, folks, that we do not lose focus. We should be focused. We should take this responsibility, burdened hearts, and carry on in the world. Oh, yes. Is it now? Let me ask you. Is it possible? I, he, I didn't hear you. Yes. It's possible. Huh? Hmm. If it is possible, then let's hear the command. Go make disciples. Amen. Thirdly and last point. First, we said he gave us authority. Secondly, he defined the mission. Thirdly, he said, I will bless you with my presence. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. One of the painful experiences, which I'm going to experience in about 15 minutes, <coughs> of personal relationships is the moment in which you say goodbye to good friends and families. We say, well, I'll be thinking of you. You grow for, for words. Uh, we'll call. Don't worry, we're about six hours from here or ten hours from here. And when Rudy comes in here, and you know he comes in, he knows all the church. And when we say goodbye to him, so I, we're about two hours by airplane. You know, it's four, but you know, we make it simple, say it's two. <laughs> when, it's, when it's a full day travel, we say it's about a couple of hours, you know. Right? Okay, here it is. I'll be thinking of you. I'll call you. I'll write soon. Please call us. 
I will call weekly. I mean, I just wrote all these things. It is difficult to express our feelings in a moment like this. However, it is very comforting to know that you have a friend. Oh, yes. And families and relatives who think and care about your welfare and friendship. Certainly, it does not also help to know that you are not forgotten. But our Lord goes further than that. This is human beings. This is us. But He goes further than that. What He says, I will go with you. You don't have to go alone. <laughs> you don't, we don't have to depart. I'll go with you. The promise of the living Christ is not just a dream, folks. It's a reality. You can depend on that. You can gamble your life on that. It is the promise of a very real presence. Then he says, always. I jotted a few things here. This means all the days of the summer, winter, spring, and fall. Did we cover that? I think we covered them all. Okay. The sunny days. And the cloudy days. The days of storm. You know what I mean by that, church? And the days of joy. The days of faith. And the days of doubt. The days of victory. And the days of defeat. The days of strength. And the days of weaknesses. The days of peace. And the days of war. The days of youth. And the days of midlife. And the days of old life, if you will, please. The days, yes, even the days of death and the years of eternity always. God meant it when he said, I will be with you always. And you know what? And he assures us all again, he says, you know, regardless of your state, our state might differ from our position, you know. The position is always seated as wonderful Christian at the right hand of glory. That's what God sees us. But our state here, we get sometimes hmm, no good, you know. Sometimes we faint. We get weak. Okay? Okay. He says, regardless of that, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Go make disciples. And you know what? Though the world here might not appreciate what you're doing. They did not appreciate Jesus. So you're not going to be better off than him. They did not appreciate the disciples. Some of them were homeless. They didn't have good clothes. They were mostly cold in days like these. They were hungry. They were disrespected, rejected. They were executed for standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet, yet they did it with a smile on their face because they knew their reward is not here. It's going to be in heaven. So, are we ready to take these marching orders and go make disciples? And at the end of the road... We don't look for men to give us the crown, as we heard this morning. There's a crown, and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. May God bless you this new year.
I challenge each and every one of you to go for Christ. And let's live for Him, serve Him, and honor Him until that day. There's a crown, and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we thank you for that privilege of being your servants, and thank you for this little church in this valley. You have saved us, changed our lives, and today you're challenging us to go on this mission, to do your work, to live for you, to honor you. May it be a great year for us, and may your presence be with us, not one day nor two days. Lo, I will be with you all. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love and kindness toward us. Bless this congregation. Bless each and every one. And may we ask you to dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for coming. We have started. Let's go back to work. And God bless you.